Are you accepting it? No, of course no. not. Rubbish. The government is not accepting it. Welcome to Two Grumpy Hacks, the podcast. I'm Malcolm Farr, and of course, we're with Dennis Atkins. And this is the year of the fire hose of falsehood. And this is episode 23 of Two Grumpy Hacks. Dennis, COVID is producing a lumpy political terrain at the moment with the so-called freedom protests of the weekend reminding a clutch of political losers there's an opportunity to tap a boisterous constituency without the inconvenience of having to produce policies. Um, the gatherings in the, uh, confu- of the confused and insecure in capital cities over the weekend, cheered on by the reckless ignorance of Alan Jones, Craig Kelly and, and some others on uh, Sky News After Dark, was a temptation too much for some. Surely, Dennis, it's not a co- complete coincidence anyway uh, that Campbell Newman, the former Queensland Premier, who not only lost government, and lost his own seat, um, revealed the following Monday he was ditching the LNP and thinking of standing for the port of last resort, that being the Liberal Democrats, in the Queensland Senate race. I mean, it's, it's an extraordinary coincidence if it was one. Uh, Well, I think it was a coincidence. Um, Campbell Newman had been planning to resign uh, for about four or five weeks. Uh, He first considered resigning when he he realised that he had no support from any of the sitting MPs, state or federal, in the LNP when he wanted to get back into the official administrative side of the party here. Uh, he claims that he had widespread support among the rank and file of the party, but the likes of Peter Dutton, uh, um, David Crisofulli, the state leader, and, and a variety of other people just gave him the cold shoulder. And he, he decided at that stage, well, I'm going to quit. Um, he says that he held off resigning until Sunday because of what he saw on the Saturday uh, in terms of the... Uh, well, he, no, sorry. He says that he was actually going to resign not immediately, but, you know, sort of a couple of weeks after the state conference of the LNP. Uh, but what he saw on Saturday when he said that these poor, freedom-loving protesters <laughs> were insulted by um, uh, members of his party... Uh, that was the final straw, and and he decided to go. Uh, look, his um, flirting with the idea of standing for the Senate, I think, is 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 just part of what I think is a job application to get uh, a full time gig on Sky. But you know, more generally, yes, you're right. This this whole thing has has sort of um, flushed out uh, every. Uh, crazy in the uh, collective clown car. Um, whether whether they sort of go anywhere and whether they're going to make an impact, I don't know. Do you think that, that they will have any impact at the federal election? Look, it, it, it might depend on when it's called, but look, there is a minority out there who would vote according to uh, uh, the trespassing or the alleged trespassing on their 
on their freedoms, which, of course, is uh, horse patootie. Uh, but th- that unrest is is a treat for you know the the, the normal beasts in one nation uh, for Clive Palmer's United Australia shambles, uh, and uh, as I've mentioned, the Liberal Democrats, the the party that gave you um, the prolonged failures of uh, David Laham, and currently the uh, the grandstanding friend of violent uh, weekend rabble. In Sydney, uh, John Ruddick, uh, and, and and I think a concerned spectator to all this will be Prime Minister Scott Morrison. Uh, there is a growing sector of the Liberal Party losing enthusiasm for him, from former Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull to arch conservatives who are saying Morrison stands for nothing. Possibly a reaction to him not engaging in culture wars to um, with the ferocity that they would wish it's a it's hugely unlikely morrison will be challenged for the leadership before the election whenever he calls it but would you agree his political authority is uh, is shrinking with his handling of uh, uh, of covid and it's doing that also within his own tribe i think it's shrinking not so much within his own tribe. I, I, I think that he still has a, a pretty commanding uh, level of authority within uh, the parliamentary coalition. Uh, I think that, you know, generally there, there, there are MPs who uh, favour him and follow him because they think they owe their positions to him uh, and they're ambitious for their own future. There are those who are just ambitious for themselves and, and who opportunistically follow the leader, whoever it is. Uh, and then there's a group who uh, tend to be sort of sceptical of, of just about any leader, uh, especially one uh, who you can see through as easily as you can see through Scott Morrison. But I, I think that generally he, his, his authority and his standing within the, the party hasn't really diminished. I think that, that it's hardened uh, some of those positions that, that are held more generally in the community. I think that the, the area where he has taken the biggest hit is sort of the, the sort of informed middle, that, that those voters who uh, do pay some attention, not a lot of attention, but some attention to politics are a bit informed and, and they're starting to notice that this guy really is flim flam. And that that's where, you know, he could suffer some electoral damage. Now, whether it's enough damage in places where it'll matter, that's the big question. Um, you know, if you, if you look at, uh, say, a place like Victoria, there aren't many seats that Labor can win. You then go to the next possibility, which is seats which uh, a good independent might take off of the Liberal Party. There's not really many of those either. So, you know, at the moment, it's not sort of panic stations, but he he should be alert to some of these uh, some of these uh, sort of trends that are sort of happening. But but I think you know his major problem is that that he is uh, being shown increasingly to be a, a complete policy vacuum. He, he wakes up in the morning, he picks his policy for the day out of his cereal box 
uh, you know, I mean, I was absolutely gobsmacked at the weekend when he turned up on television and said, Australia, it is not vaccines that will stop this virus. It is lockdowns. Now, this is the same guy who spent most of last year banging the dispatch box in Parliament saying lockdowns do not work, never work, you know, and anyone who thinks that lockdowns work uh, are crazy. I mean, you know, and this was such a weird statement that the Treasurer, Josh Frydenberg, had to come out the next day and completely contradict it. I mean, yeah, this is where he's going to come undone. He's got to sort of pull himself together if he, if he wants to stop fraying. How serious do you think it is that, uh, as uh, Daniel Andrews has been alleging uh, rather brutally and cleverly at the same time, that he's the Prime Minister for New South Wales, not the Prime Minister for Victoria? You mentioned Victoria before. Uh, that, I mean, uh, after the 2019 election, there were something like seven marginal seats and two of those were Josh Frydenberg's and Health Minister Greg Hunt's seats. Uh, the, the, the the margins will will have changed significantly since then. But it's still a state the Liberals have to do better in. Do you think this uh, Prime Minister for New South Wales business will take any effect? It, it, it hurts him. Uh, and uh, Dan Andrews knows it hurts him, and that's why he uses it. Dan Andrews is also playing a very brutal, passive-aggressive game with Gladys Berejiklian, the uh, the Premier of New South Wales, who spent a lot of 2020 uh, sending uh, unfriendly fire across uh, the Murray River uh, towards him and saying that the way he was handling his uh, second wave of the pandemic uh, was all wrong. Uh, and now um, Dan Andrews is saying, well, hang on, uh, we... we did have some trouble in 2020. We learned all the lessons. We're doing it right now. You sat back and watched what happens and you learned nothing. Uh, and I think that uh, a lot of Australia and particularly a lot of Victorians and quite a few people in Sydney will agree with that. So, uh, yes, I think that, that Scott Morrison did face some problems when he looked like he was favouring Gladys Berejiklian and too much in favouring the New South Wales government too much. But now, again, he sort of changes day to day. You know, he's sort of, he, he's sort of bouncing backwards and forwards on just about everything. Uh, and this is where I think that he will, uh, if, if he's going to come unstuck, he'll, he'll come unstuck because he's seen as someone who's not competent and who hasn't got the character uh, to be a unifying leader for the country. Yeah, there's a bit of evidence uh, accumulating in areas. <laughs> I, I would suggest uh, yeah. cynically. Now, speaking of uh, not standing for anything, what is Anthony Albanese, the Labor, fighting for at the moment? Uh, given uh, that they've jettisoned uh, almost all their uh, 2019 election policies, certainly their tax policies of the last few years, I mean... Have you ever heard Jim Chalmers, the shadow treasurer, not attack negative gearing in, in the recent past? Well, now uh, he and the rest of Labor are going to uh, not do anything about negative gearing should they get into government. They won't change 
or reform that area. What 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 are they what are they on about now? Why why, why did they get rid of them just because? Well, not just because. I mean, obviously, the uh, the, the uh, complicated build up of policies didn't uh, favour them in the last election, but uh, shedding them all uh, seems to indicate they're just flippity gibbets when it comes to policy. They they're not serious. Won't that hurt them? It'll hurt them a little bit, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's not going to cost them uh, much electoral support. Um, you know, the, the rusted-on Labor voters who will be offended by this, there's really not not anywhere else for them to go, except maybe in some of those inner-city seats where they may vote Green and then give their votes back to Labor through preferences. Um, but, you know, I think this this is about the Labor Party sort of rolling itself into the smallest ball it can and hoping that uh, the public won't notice that too much and making the coalition and Scott Morrison the target of political conversation and the target of political attack and making it the election a referendum on him, not a referendum on what Labor is doing. Uh, it's, you know, standard operating procedure in, in political science textbooks. Um, is there a cost to it? Sure, because you then get into government and, and you've got nothing you know, to, to build your, your platform on if you get into government. Um, I, I think there is a reputational cost uh, there, but you know, in one sense, you can't blame Labor because they, they've been watching the Liberal Party uh, sort of do away with every bit of what they did believe in and mm. <laughs> what they stood for uh, and pay no cost whatsoever. And so they've sort of lined up and said, I'll have some of that, thanks. Yeah, yeah th there is a problem. If you go too negative, then punters might think, well, they've got no positives, but I'm sure Labor won't fall into that uh, deep hole of, of a trap. Um, Parliament's back. Next week, um, uh, a lot of the, a lot of zooming will be going on. It it won't be the vibrant um, uh, forum for debate that we know it so well. Uh, it'll be interesting to see Scott Morrison moved out of his um, portico pulpit. You know those press conferences at the front door of of the lodge were uh, we're, we're looking a little bit silly. You know, understandably, he couldn't go anywhere else. Um, but uh, it, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how he handles what uh, certainly uh, going by what you said about uh, Labor focusing on COVID policy and the Prime Minister himself. It'll be interesting to see how he handles itself when Parliament returns. Yeah, uh, and 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 also, can I uh, just sort of pose the question? You know, which Scott Morrison are we going to see? Will will we see? You know the rattled, shouty, uh, sort of slightly angry, um, cranky Scott Morrison that we have seen fronting the media at the doors of the lodge? Uh, or will we see a return to uh, the national unifying leader from March 2020? Uh, you know, I think that you know, his own self-interest should take him back to the kind of positioning that he managed to do so effectively last March. 
not the sort of angry sort of, you know, why has everything gone wrong and why can't I have my, my plans the way I plan them, uh, which is what you're getting now. You know, he, he, he looks rattled because he is rattled, uh, but the public don't want to see a rattled prime minister, especially uh, when we've still got a pandemic that's out of control. So which, which prime minister do you think we'll see? Do you reckon we'll see cranky Scott Morrison or calm, serene Scott Morrison? Well, I, I was interested when you said he showed national leadership in March last year. That must have been a hell of a day because uh, I'm not sure it lasted for much longer than that. Uh, and Cranky Scott is always there. You don't have to scratch him or tickle him or, uh, or upset him to any great degree at all. And it will pop out. Um, we'll see. He, he surely has learned that uh, times like these he's got to have the sort of discipline that he's trying to urge on uh, the public as well as uh, his colleagues in state governments. Now, uh, Dennis, we, of course, accept um, uh, letters, although they are actually emails, from our listeners who might have a, a question we might possibly answer. Could you tell us what the email address would be for those questions? Uh, it's... No, it's been so long, is it? It's two grumpy acts, two the letter, and then grumpy acts. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> two grumpy hacks. Um, At gmail.com. Gmail.com. That's it. That's it. That's the bit I couldn't remember. Uh, All right. Yeah. So, so send us, uh, uh, send us your, your questions, uh, the ones you don't think other people are answering, and we will see if we can answer them. And that's... Indeed, two, numeral two, Grumpy Hacks uh, at gmail.com. Grumpy Hacks, one word. Yes. Uh, and, and we'll talk to you uh, back then after the first week of the, um, the COVID parliament. In the meantime, it's goodbye from him. Yes, and see you later from me.